Herodotus, the Greek historian, reported that in ancient Persia, they tended to deliberate on important matters while they were drunk and then reconsider the decisions the following day when they were sober. If it happened that their first deliberation took place when they were sober, then they would reconsider the matter under influence of wine. If a decision was approved both drunk and sober, the decision held. If not, the Persians set it aside. My name is Willows. And my name is Tyler. And we're both young business guys who still adhere to these ancient traditions. Join us as we debate and discuss business topics, moves we're making, politics, and more, both sober and then drunk, to see if we come to the same conclusion. This is Alcohol Beyond This Point. Perfect. That was like, I didn't even stumble on that one. Fantastic. Do you want a sales job? Uh, no. Um, what are we drinking today? Uh, an assortment of craft beer. Mostly local. Yep. Um, all Canadian. Yep. Um, so we got, uh, three local breweries. We got Winnipeg Brewworks. Uh, we got, um, uh, Barnhammer and we got One Great City. Um, got I some... didn't even realize that was One Great City, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we got a, uh, Parallel 49, uh, Jerkface 9000. That's a good, uh, IPA, right? Some of that. Maybe not. I don't know. And then we got uh, our friends from the east, uh, Lake of the Woods. Um, they're actually moving a location into, into Winnipeg. Yes, I heard about that. Um, and we also have this uh, can that doesn't have a brand on it. Uh, we're not talking about that one. We're not talking about it. Anyway, anyway. Um, so, uh, hello. I'm going to put this uh, recording down. Um, welcome to the podcast. Um, this is the time where Tyler tells us what the topic is. Because I, I'm the only one that comes up with that. I was supposed to come up with a topic, and I didn't do it until right now. What do you want? Um, yeah, beer first. <laughs> beer first. Um, I'm gonna go for the no name. <laughs> the no name brand. Yeah. Shout out Superstore. Shout out Loblaws. No name brand. I wish <laughs> that would be. They have that in uh, Ontario. Really? Ford did the thing where he was letting grocery stores like sell alcohol or whatever, so they made their own as like a meme. It's like not a. Not a constant thing. It's probably the best beer. Yeah, it's probably really shitty. Someone had it on my Facebook. I'm gonna crack oh, yeah, that's, that's hoppy as hell. I'm cracking that. Like the woods. Oh, hoppy, that's pretty. Cheers. Got a little table toppy here. Don't worry about it. So, um, so yeah, what's, uh, what's the topic today? Topic today is... Is it useful to consume or, I guess, use social media on a regular basis? And I think we're going to talk both as, a, as an individual and then as a business or entrepreneur. Right. And for you entrepreneurs out there that, quote, use social media to pro- promote your brand, but actually just scroll all day and look at girls in cars, that's on the table. So... Uh, it's a, I think it's a good debate topic because um, Willows and I likely do not agree on yeah, most I, of I it. I feel like this is going to be one of the ones we're going to ar- actually gonna, argue about. We're not, we're not, not going to have a similar. Um, so I am very pro-social media, both as a business, both as aimless scrolling, memes, cat pictures, girls, everything. I use social media a lot. I think I'm probably on, you know, Facebook, Instagram stuff. Um, more than the, the average person. Um, I remember I was, I planned a surprise, um, for my ex-girlfriend and she was able to figure it out because I wasn't posting on Snapchat like once every two hours. She's like, why haven't you posted all day today? Um, 
I'm like, damn, my downfall is posting constantly. So I'm very active on social media, more so than you. I post yeah. pretty much daily. Yeah. Um, I, I engage people in debates. I post a lot about politics. I post on memes. I, I troll people for fun. Um, I do a lot of scrolling. I'm very in tune with social media. Um, I also do use it for my businesses. Um, I make a lot of money off social media. Uh, it's a great way to talk to your customers. Um, so I'm going to sober me says good. I think drunk you is going to say very good. Better. <laughs> Much more better. More better. That. Yeah. Um, okay, so let me ask you, what is your personality type for the audience? Same as yours, ENTP. Uh, what about disc? I don't know. Um, that doesn't help. <laughs> Boom, got your... Uh, we were just doing them in our office the other, or the last couple days. I'll uh, take it and know for next episode. It's very similar to the 16 personalities. They're all very similar. Yeah. Um, okay, ENTP, um, extroverted, intuitive, thinking, perceptive, uh, perceptive right? What's the N? Intuitive. Seriously. Intuitive. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Expert in intuitive. Because there's already an I on the first. P thinking, P what? Perception, or perceiving, or... Perceiving. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. So E, extroverted, and intuitive. Uh, let's see. Uh, intuitive versus feeling? No. Should I Google it? No. Anyways, it's not at? super important. We actually have the same personality type uh, by Myers-Briggs, which is ENTP. It's actually called The Debater, which yeah. he pointed out the other day. I forgot, which is kind of funny that we ended up doing this podcast. Uh, makes sense. Uh, but yeah, extroversion and social media. So you find an outlet in it. Do um, you think that it adds any stress to your life? That's a good question. Um, You'd have to remove it to find out. Yeah, I'd want to say no. What about your um, cabin time when you shut it off? That's different. I think that unplugging entirely is different than, like, just getting off social media. Entirely. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, true. But I think, like, I, I, I think a lot of people, though, do the thing where... Like, there's a, people always talk about this, but there's a big problem with people that, like, it creates, because, like, Instagram creates a culture, or social media, whatever, creates a culture where you're seeing the best side of people. Yeah. And you don't, so you're always envious, because you're like, well, my life sucks, and look at all these people doing all this cool stuff. But in reality, they just, their lives suck, too, they just don't post about it. Right. And it creates a lot of, I think there's a lot of envy, and there's a lot of, like, oh, I wish I had that, you know, that, that many followers, and was able to do that shit, and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not really an envious person. I use, like, I, from when I made it, I actually made my Instagram when I was, like, 16, 17 to use pretty much as a vision board. Like, I, right. I followed, you know, influencers and, and car pages and, you know, people with money and travel places and stuff like that. And because, like, as I was scrolling, I'm like, oh, like, I, I want, like, save that car because I'm going to get that one day. Like, save that yeah. watch because I'm going to get that one day. So I use it almost like that. Now that you can save. Yeah, yeah. But, like... You know, and it, just, like, having a board on my wall that says, like, here's your goals kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, so that's actually why I made my Instagram. So, so you're I, saying what you really wanted was Pinterest. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I should have just made a Pinterest the entire time. But, um... I should be a social media guru. <laughs> well, how long have you been on social media? Um, I think I, I started on Snapchat almost as soon as it started. Uh, Instagram, I was a little bit late to Instagram, probably a couple of years after it was already popular. Facebook was like, as soon as I was old enough to understand how to use it, I was using it. Yeah. But even with that being said, I think you and I are the generation where we kind of miss the all-consuming social media in like high school. More. By like a year or two. Yeah, not like everyone had it. Yeah, but social it was, media, but yeah. it wasn't the same. Like you, you ever see like an eighteen-year-old kid their snap score? Right. It's like ten times mine. I don't even know how. <laughs> like, yeah. Or um, and, and you know, and they're using three, four, five different kinds of. You know, you got TikTok. You've got yeah. there was house party for a while. There's like all these things that are really popular. Yeah. That wasn't really happening. Yeah, not really. And I think like we also kind of people have mobile phones. Every, yeah, younger, I didn't, younger and younger. Like, I didn't get my phone until grade nine or ten. Smartphones weren't cheap enough to get until like grade nine or ten. Yeah, like I had like a, I had like a flip phone. Yeah, you know, just for like emergencies kind of thing that yeah. like couldn't like you couldn't call after six kind of thing. Um, but like smartphones were weren't really a thing until you know I'm we're both, I graduated two thousand fourteen, so they were just becoming like everyone had them in high school obviously. But, yeah. And I was 13, so I was one more year removed. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think, I don't know, I think it fucks kids up, honestly. Yeah. In a lot of ways. I'm also pretty, yeah, it's, like, I was going to say I'm pretty libertarian and people should be able to fuck up their lives if they want. Agreed. But children, not Ch so much. Children don't have a lot of rights in that department. Do you think there should be an age where... You like their parents shouldn't let them go on Facebook or anything like that? Ooh, that's a loaded question. I think when I'm a parent, I'll say absolutely. Yeah. But as... Facebook says 13. Right. You're not supposed to make an account before you're 13. But be it like, I know, eight-year-olds with Facebook, right? Like, yeah, infants. <laughs> yeah. Infants with those Facebooks. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like many things where high school age, you're kind of already thrown into the world. And yeah, it's making it more difficult, but it's not going to get any easier. Why do you think social media is a detriment to people? I think the inability to um, escape from it or understand that you can escape from it. Because when, you, when you're older, you realize like, you know, if there's like some cyberbullying happening, you can just cut it out of your feed. Yeah. You move on, and it's like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Unless it's, like, legitimate slander. In that case, you go to the police. Then you sue, right? Yeah, then you sue or go to the police. Yeah. Kids, it's just the end of the world. Yeah. You, you know. Well, people kill themselves. Yeah, right. Teenagers are just taking it in an entirely different light. Because, like, people's popularity is less determined by their success in sports and academics or, you know, social skills. Now, popularity is about how many views did you get on your last TikTok. Yeah, which is interesting. Which right? is really weird social construct. Yeah. It's stressing me out. <laughs> like, oh, man, I met this guy. So I was in, uh, I did a bunch of traveling in the last week, and I met this guy in Iowa. And he had, his name was Tyler Smith. And uh, he was, 
you know, this 20-year-old kid from New York, the state, not the city, uh, small town New York, moved to medium city Iowa, and was working for this real estate company. Incredibly innovative company. One of the most probably forward adapting of technology type of companies I've ever seen, besides actual technology companies. Um, they behave like one, like a tech startup, but they're real estate. So this kid, Tyler, came straight out of high school, no training, no formal education, uh, just kind of a high IQ uh, at his back, and that's it. And this guy was coding and creating and designing and innovating at just a ridiculous pace, like casually. As casually as a carpenter will build a shed, this guy will build a software for you to make another $100,000 this week. And that's almost like, and we were discussing this in the office because like, our version, uh, sorry, our parents' version of I'm not really into technology or I'm not very technology fluent is, you know, I can hardly use my smartphone and my computer freezes and then I lose my mind and bring it to Staples when all you have to do is turn it off and on again. We know these things. Next generation, next level of that is like these kids are learning in third, fourth grade with gamification how to code. That's a, that leaves yeah, people, that leaves business owners and people like us so far in the dust. Because now everybody starts at the level of being competent with technology because they're in Reduce when they're a kid. Yeah, if you in, like I, I know some elementary school teachers and they're introducing coding in like grade four. Yeah. Well it's smart because it's insane. Well it's it's smart for the system to get ahead on, on that because, you know, more automation and stuff like that, like that's gonna become jobs, right? So Yeah. Smart. Well like we didn't even have I remember when we got like a computer lab in yeah. Entry school, right? Like, I remember typing class, like, you better learn how to type because that's <laughs> going to be a valuable skill. And now everything's voice. <laughs> now everything's voice, but I also type probably throughout my entire day. Yeah, so do I. But, you know, but like, you know, like, I learned how to read in part by playing, like, RPG video games yeah. that didn't have dialogue, right? You had to read a bunch. <laughs> and that helped my vocabulary a lot. Like, my, my mother will attest to that. Like, I, from playing games with complex language, I was then retaining that and using it, um, which is interesting. Um, so to dial it back to social media. Kind of, kind of, wrong, wrong. but okay, no, I was going to say, kids, they, they, I don't think they need to sit down and, like, you know, learn on all the right type, how to fucking type. They go on Facebook and they have to type stuff to their friends. Yeah. You know. well, literacy is not a problem anymore. Yeah. Next will be code literacy. Yeah. yeah. And I guess maybe on top of that, it's like social media can make you smarter. But man, can it ever make you dumber? See, I think, because I always hear the argument that people go, I don't know if you hold this opinion, but I hear the argument that like, oh, you know, we're the... This generation sucks at fucking communicating and talking to each other. I don't think that's media. true. I don't either because I I have, you know, Facebook group chats from groups with people all over the world. You know, I'm talking to people from Australia and, and France and, you know, Philippines and stuff like that. Like people I would have never been able to communicate with 15 years ago. Um, you know, I, th I think we're, we're in a generation where people are learning 
communication skills more than anybody else. Yeah. It's just, you know, shifting. Yeah, like people, like our parents' age, could go through life with hardly speaking to anybody. Yeah. They'll talk to like six people at the coffee shop and a couple of friends at church and maybe one of their neighbors, and that's what they call, like, I'm more social. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah that's a dumb argument. I, I like the picture that's like, it's this New York City bus in, like, 1930. Yeah, I love all, this. They're all reading uh, newspapers, like, every single person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, those damn smartphones are, like, making everyone antisocial. Like. Well, there was a time when people were upset about newspapers. Or was it, was it newspapers? It was something, like, people are getting rave on about newspapers because making people antisocial. They're spending all their time reading the news. Oh, yeah. It, it's always the next thing, right? Like, there's a good quote from uh, um, Henry Ford the founder of Ford um, Automobiles. Oh, that's what he did. Um, <laughs> he wasn't the president. Um, but uh, he said, uh, if if I had asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like things evolve, and you don't know, you know, but pe- there's always going to be people that were in the last generation, like, wow, these damn cars, we should go back to horse wagons, and it's the same people that are like, these damn smartphones. Right? Same idea. There's always going to be people like that. But social media-wise, I think for the average person, I think it's bringing news and world events and educating people. It's making that easier. It's making communication more efficient, easier for people. Um, You know, people make friends on, you know, social media and stuff that become lifelong friends. Um, you know, I, and I think a lot of good comes from the average to the average person. Well, I got a good twist for this conversation. Sure. So I feel like it's kind of running out of steam. Um, what do you think about, because this is basically the same question, what do you think about the effectiveness of dating apps? So that's interesting. Um, it's just I, a different form of social. Yeah, I would consider Tinder as a, so, a social media. Yeah, absolutely. In a way, right? Um, Where you get to put forward a certain type of image, and it's most of them are completely about image. <laughs> of course. You know, you're swiping in seconds or fractions of a second. Yeah. But I'll go into it. But that that's no different than. Um, you know, sales 101 is the person that you're doing it selling to makes up their mind about you in five seconds, right? right. Based but, on what you're wearing, your handshake, right? That's no different than what it is, though. presents your profile. It is, though, because right. you're, you're making a decision in maybe half a second mm. based on... It's quicker, but on, it's the same theory. On purely, it is the same theory, but I don't know if it, I don't know if it, uh, if it works the same because when you meet somebody, especially in a social setting, most likely you've at the least spotted them across the room. Yeah. Watch their body language, even for a couple seconds, watch them interact with other people, saw how they approached with you or how you approached them, the context of that, how they responded to an advance, you know, the look in their eyes, the engagement, the smile. It's like somebody can be on, like messed up on drugs all the time and still look okay in a photo. Well, like if you saw that person for five seconds in real life, you'd, you'd be like, oh, no. Immediately. Yeah, 
yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely like those girls on Tinder. They look great on Tinder yeah. or Instagram, but you see that girl in a club and you're like, oh no, <laughs> that's a train wreck. Or you know, guys, for that example, yeah. right? I'm I, I'm just going what you know, right? Exactly. Um, I don't need to explain that point, but I think. You may look metrosexual in the sweater vest, but uh, or in the whatever that is, but uh, it's dress code at yes, my office. Actually, it's a heterosexual. I think I've made advances. Um, I don't use Tinder a ton. Um, I've been in, I was in a you know three year relationship, and then in a two year relationship shortly after that. Um, Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, I haven't been single um, a ton of my adult. Right. Post losing virginity career, I guess. Um, so I haven't used Tinder a ton. I used it a bit when I was single, but. Your fucking career. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was trying to be delicate. Mm, um, not on this podcast. But uh, I, I, I. It has a purpose. Like, I, I guess. Do people. Like, do people. I don't know if people have the. Delusion isn't the right word, but, like, do people have the idea that they can... Why are people on it? Are they trying to get a relationship, a long-term relationship, are they trying to get married off of Tinder? Are they just trying to have sex, right? All of the above. Yeah. And, I mean, like, we both know somebody that has a relationship that stemmed from a Tinder date. Yep. Right? So, um... <laughs> Took me a second. Yeah, that's how I was pointing. But, uh, and that's, like, a, you know, multiple-year a relationship off of off of a tinder date yep um but then people like degenerates like me and you do not use tinder for that <laughs> the same end hey i've matched with my long-term ex like several times cute i don't know why <laughs> several times um it's like this morbid curiosity i was like what's gonna happen in the back of your mind like nothing good but you do it anyways do you think the same way that people base followers and likes do you think that people get a hit to their self-esteem? Oh, unbelievably. They don't, they don't get swiped? I would I would say it's a multiplier of what you would get on, per se, Instagram and the number of likes you get. Yeah. Especially with Canadian Instagram removing its likes, right? Yeah. I think matches. Like, I know... I went on a date with a girl once, and I asked her how many matches she had on Tinder, mm-hmm. and it was over 15,000. That's insane. Like, lifetime. Yeah. Like, she got a notification that they're like, you've had over 15,000 likes. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's insane. Or is it, it might have been more than that. It was, yeah, it was, it was an incredible number. And I'm like, how did I get a date with this girl, first of all? Yeah. Uh, but that's she. She's turned her notifications off at this point. Yeah. Like, it was just like notifying me every 100 matches. Like yeah. I, I don't know how you possibly maintain that. Yeah. Um. But no, sorry, that's likes, not matches. And like her, her perception of herself, with that or without that, I would argue that's not going to be the same, right? Yeah. She's. It is going to change her perception of herself. That's interesting. And same with guys. Guys, I don't think guys get nearly as many matches as girls do. Right? I can't imagine they do. Which is a weird. Thing. I'd like to see the stats on that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyways, yeah. I'm just thinking about data now. But um, I think I think for guys and for girls, and like if you are in, um, you know, if you're feeling particularly unlovable or unlikable, and you have, you know, you're in a really low place, and you and you have no success on, you know, on a day on Tinder, on a day on Bumble, or a week or a month or whatever it may be. Um, that's just reinforcing that you're a piece of shit. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's a lot of negative reinforcement. Yeah. And you're in a space where I think real success is few and far between. Yeah. But it's only going to exacerbate the initial pain. But if you do have success, it's going to come from one single connection that could take years, just like any good relationship. You meet thousands of people every year or hundreds. depends on how social you are. <laughs> yeah. Maybe twelve, yeah, yeah. maybe eleven, and it's it's really no different. But when you see that list in front of you, I think it's completely different. Yeah, and as you may be able to tell, I've been using Tinder for a while. <laughs> You're a Tinder expert. Yeah, I am a Tinder expert in off and on over the last couple of years, and yeah, it's it's really it's really fucked with my head at times, yeah. and at others, it you know I was indifferent. But I think it just kind of brings out. It it does it it has a way of bringing a weakness for sure. That's interesting. And do you think we're talking about Tinder specifically? But do you think that applies to all social media? Where if people aren't getting, like, why did I get less likes on this picture than I did last? You think that, that fucks with people? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't fucking girls that like delete pictures if they don't get enough likes. Yeah, if they don't get enough likes in the, in the first hour. Yeah. Whatever it may be. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's I think it's just um, amplified by dating apps for those that actually, you know, care about using them. Some people just create them, don't care. Yeah. But, you know, for the people that really pay attention, because social popularity ties back to the human need to be accepted. Yeah. Because of the human need to be accepted, liked, loved, and respected is not fulfilled, you will be rejected from the tribe. And if you're rejected from the tribe... You end out in the you end up in the woods, and if you're in the woods without your tribe, you die. Yeah, that's what not getting enough likes on Instagram stems from. When I was reading a, um, you get a very similar uh, dopamine hit mm-hmm. uh, from likes and engagements on Instagram than you do from like food and like other shit that yep. you know, that you like. You get a happy chemical in your brain that goes, "Ooh, we're happy now." Um, very similar. So that's why people kind of crave attention. Um, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, though. Yeah, but when you don't have that coming from anything else, when it's your only happy dose that day, yeah, then you get yourself in trouble. And then we're talking about that's that's there's more there's a deeper issue if your only dose of dopamine is from right from. So if that person didn't have social media, would they be just doing drugs? <laughs> Fair. Yeah. So is social media better because it's not drugs? Because it's not drugs. Um, would I rather someone addicted to Facebook than addicted to fucking heroin? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I and, and, like, another thing about that I've really changed my opinion on, something that I have kind of come around on in the last three or four years of maturing, I guess, was that I thought... I used to kind of be like, well, if you're not, you know, if you're not working and you're not doing business, and it's like you're wasting your time if you're not, whatever, yeah. stuff like that. And I think I've come around to be like, you know, whatever, like, just be happy kind of thing. So I used to think that, like, you know, well, if you're scrolling on Facebook and you're looking at memes 
and you're fucking around and stuff like that. That's a waste of time. That's dumb. That's stupid. People shouldn't be doing that. They're spending all their time on social media and that's a waste of time. But I'm now I'm just like, if that's, if he makes you happy, fuck it. Right. If you like looking at, looking at memes, I, I like a lot of memes. I, I like some meme pages. You know, if it makes you happy, whatever, right? Is that any different than painting pet rocks and having collections of butterflies? Right? Video games is a great example, too. A lot of people say, like, they're very, you know, they waste a lot of time. Um, I'm not so much anymore, but I, I was a huge, you know, gamer, gamer kid um, when I was younger. That's, like, all I did. Yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, admit to, like, yeah, I'd go home and you know, like, play a quick game of COD. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have much time anymore. I, I like to play... Uh, couple you know stuff i can just kind of pick up and put back down kind of thing like i haven't started any new uh so not the new assassin's creed campaign yeah assassin's creed or like uh, I, I, I was a big fallout fan i haven't played fallout 4 even though it came out two years ago just because i i'm like I, i'm gonna put 200 hours into this i don't want to commit 200 hours to something like i just I can't I, do this halfway yeah I'm, I'm not gonna do it halfway <laughs> like so so i like i, I played a couple um games like hearthstone or whatever that you can just pick up for 20 minutes and then put back down um, but I think that, um, you know, if, if people get gratification and dopamine and, and, and happiness from social media, they should be allowed to, like, why not? Like, who cares? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, in 15 years, less, the ability for people to like simply travel or actually go over the world and be able to afford to, you know, move around, at least I hope. It might go in a different direction, but, you know, the ability to just kind of have, seek out other pleasures in life, like me buying a nice mountain bike, that was a significant amount of savings and investment just to get a damn bike. Yeah. And like, as an adult, you know, after you've moved out and you're on your own for a while, like, that's kind of a big deal, man. I got a nice bike. It's I don't, like, wow, I, this is cool, right? Yeah, I don't have a bike. Exactly. For that reason, because I don't want to drop a G on a bike. Like. Exactly. So, like, where does that lead to? I think there's a lot of people that have been kind of left with their back against the wall, and their only outlet is video games and social media. Yeah. It's like, the, I, it's like please the masses. I don't think that's necessarily Keep bad. Keep them though. distracted, you know. The, well, the Romans, you know, they, they throw on the, uh, the gladiator games, games to keep and... them from rioting. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go there, but. That's what we do with sports today never mind <laughs> but uh i think that um well okay like there is a lot of obviously like you can it's a tool like anything else social media right? it can be used and misused yeah it can be exactly you know and i can use it for fun and to make money and to make myself happy etc but then I could also use it to bully people or to make myself sad by stalking my ex's profile. <laughs> I may or may not have done when I was drunk last night. Anyway, but, you know, it's not like I can misuse the tool just as much as I, I can use it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just like dating apps. Yeah. Right? You can really, really mess your shit up on those. Yeah. I feel like... like do you think the average person, I know that people exist, but do you think the average person who's, you know, relatively well-adjusted and has friends and et cetera, et cetera, do you think they actually really take, you know, a hit when they don't get enough likes on their picture? Like, do you think it actually affects anyone? Or not anyone, but like, 
the average person. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there that it does. Do you think they know that? Do you think, like, anyone puts the two and two together and they're like, this, is, this app is making me sad. Maybe I should well, not that's, do Instagram. That's, like, that comes to, like, meta self-awareness. And people that have it have it. Most people don't, where you can identify a feeling that you're having yeah. and think about that feeling that you're having instead of just being a victim to it. Yeah. I think most people just don't do that. Gary Vaynerchuk said if you could teach anything, if you could do seminars on anything, it'd be how to teach self-awareness. Yeah, how to think about what you think about. Yeah. Think about what you feel. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to add before I forget it in a beer or two Um the most liked guy ever on Tinder was nowhere near the number of likes as the most liked girl, might I add. Um, but the most liked guy on Tinder was this like six foot four um, mulatto guy who was a model. And he was, I think he's like an investment banker and a model or something like that. I mean, of course. Of course. At, like just gorgeous human being. And had, you know, tens of thousands of likes. And he was engaged to a girl that he met not on Tinder. Okay, yeah. He, like, he met her, like, at, like, some smoothie place or something. I don't know the, I don't know the story, but it was not on Tinder. Tens of thousands of likes. Hundreds of matches. The best of the best, most gorgeous women on Tinder. And there's a lot of them. And... He's engaged to this girl that wasn't there. Like, why didn't, like, out of these hundreds of women, I'm sure at least 1% of them were suitable or perfect for him. Why did none of them work out? Like, why? Is it a faux connection? That's interesting. Like, so. Is it a pretense of the connection that ruins it? We can agree that Tinder is effective for sleeping with people. And for meeting people. Yeah, more or less. Tinder and, and similar apps. Their effectiveness in that regard is not in question. But, yeah, I wonder, like, because, like... Does it set you up for success? Yeah. I don't know. The definition of success being you don't get divorced. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just I, I guess I'm speaking as a relatively inexperienced in the in the realm right um well related to social media making friends having a social life I, do you I, think it's a detriment because it it props you up in the wrong ways no um one of my good friends your tone went up pretty high there Sorry. one of my good friends <laughs> shout out david that i met online because, like when i was 15 probably we were in like a dumb meme group together and we became friends and um and uh he lives in wyoming the united states and uh like i've gone down there and visited him and hung out and stuff and we met on facebook and um and yeah he's a good friend of mine and you know uh, whatever like, but just in general sense do you think being on social media uh, prevents it satisfies a part of you that sh like so I'm not making friends in real life because like, I'm making friends online maybe not even not making friends it's you're not maybe uh, nurturing your friendships yeah because you're being fulfilled by meaningless connections but I think also the ability 
for me to send you a Snapchat at any time during the day. Right, but that helps our yeah. friendship. Like we talk all the time, but I don't need to like call you on your landline, you know, to have a conversation yeah. with you. You can reply when you reply, kind of thing. Like I think we're we're closer because of shit like that. Yeah, like the direct messengers. I really, really enjoy the stories function. Yeah. Of uh, Instagram and Snapchat. Like mm-hmm. my last Instagram post I made was like, oh man, like, it's probably like seven months ago. Yeah, but your story was like boop 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 boop. Like yeah, but I post like, like five, five to twenty stories a day, and like oh my, like forty if I'm traveling. If you guys follow me on Snapchat at Mo Willows, um, you know I post almost everything, but I post like I post, I, I I post I often don't put captions or anything. I don't put words on it. I just kind of like and I try to make them nice looking pictures and stuff like that. And it's kind of like how I see it is it's a story of of my journey. I always say follow the adventure. Right. At the Willows, right? Like, I always, I feel like I'm explaining my life through, you know, you see me every day, right? And I like to take a snap before I go to bed when I wake up in the morning um, so you can see how much I'm sleeping and, you know, stuff like that. I, events I'm at and, and stuff I'm doing, but I, I rarely put captions on them. Um, but that's how I can keep up to you and what you're doing. But I have a ton of people that have never met me that message me they're like hey you've actually inspired me to pursue my business or whatever like yeah, that because it's constant action because they watch on my snapchat every yeah. single day yeah and i like doing that too because i like taking a snap of you know me in a business meeting and then three hours later take a snap of me you know taking a shot of tequila with like half naked girls <laughs> and i like because i think that that's lacking a lot is that you you know what people post is always their best yeah and I like to show people that I'm just maybe not an average guy, but I'm just I'm just a fucking guy just trying to do his best and yeah. you know run a business. I'm not a genius, and I do I fuck around and I do weird things and whatever. So I like to illustrate that, and I think that kind of authenticity is why I have a lot of people that are I have three people with my name tattooed on them. So um, I think I, that kind of authenticity is is why I have you know fans for lack of a better word. Um, right and. Think, but I couldn't illustrate any of that without yeah. social media. Yeah, I know, absolutely. And I think it connects you to your friends. I've, I've got probably at least a dozen uh, relationships rekindled because of, let's say, I did some interesting trip. I got offered I got offered an opportunity from a local brewery uh-huh. to, like, make a little bit of money because I was in Cleveland close to where they wanted something done. I'll deal with that later. Yeah, um, it was, and it was just because they saw me, like, shitposting in Cleveland. Yeah. And then... Um, a buddy of mine, D, yeah. is in Cleveland for some reason. Shout out D. I don't know what he's doing, but D, one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Yeah, he's cool. Um, always gets me a birthday present without fail, even if he doesn't stay for the party. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Super reliable. Yeah. Like, just, th- this guy knows what's up. Yeah, he, um, uh, he hooked us up with his alarm system in this building. And, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's been in Cleveland for some reason. I haven't asked. Yeah. But he reached out to one of my coworkers about something because we do real estate in Cleveland. And then they saw that they had a mutual friend in me and they're like, Oh, you know, Tyler's like, yeah, he's in my office. They're like, Oh, I love that guy. That guy's great. He's really smart. It's like, That's funny. how did, do, how does this happen? It's just, it's social media. It's like, yeah. I'm posting about this city. I'm interested in this city. I'm working in. I'm in this city in Iowa. Now I'm in Cleveland. It's like, I'm swinging by swinging through Minneapolis. And it's like, there is a bunch of interesting things that happen. And there's, Real estate investors. Uh, we just got a real estate investor out of Newfoundland yeah. that 
reached out to us, like DM'd us on Facebook because she wanted to buy some houses from us because she was kind of sick of investing in Newfoundland, kind of a dead end market in some ways. Right. Um, and she found us just because she's been watching our stories and our posts and she's watched, we look back and she's always watching our stories. We had one mutual friend connection, which is how she found us. And she's been sharing like all of our posts in the last couple of weeks. They're like, wow, we didn't even know about this person. And she's been clearly a, consuming our content for a while. Yeah. And like that's from a business perspective. That was really cool. Yeah. Well, I think that that part of social media is awesome. And like, well, we've kind of taken everything, like literally everything and made it streamlined and more effective and then put it online. Yeah. Like for instance, like my ex and I like to do a lot of, we like to go to different restaurants like new, like go to new restaurants. So I used to just go on Facebook and literally look at like restaurants near me that it thinks I would like or Google it. Mm-hmm. And Google knows what you kind of like when you, cause I, if you like add to your map or whatever, you, it kind of knows. Like I get texts from Google that say, or like push notifications that say, um, Hey, uh, a new restaurant just opened similar, 86% similar to uh, restaurants that you like. It's maybe unreal. Try, maybe try it out. Yeah. And I love that shit. And, like, I, I know a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people, but you, you get the people that cry privacy and don't like that shit. I don't care. No Privacy is an illusion. I post where I am every single day. I don't. I really don't care about privacy. If you want privacy, get rid of everything. I have a publicly, 448B Brooklyn Street, Winnipeg, come find me. I'm this is, Like, I have a publicly posted address in my office where I hang out all the day, every day. Yeah. Like, you know, I pub- I go to markets all the time. I publicly post where I go because I want to sell stuff. <laughs> like, you know, I- I'm not worried about privacy at all. Um, so I love shit like that. Anything that makes my life more convenient, love it. Yeah. Because I'm like, where do I want to go for dinner tonight? And then the FBI agent in my phone sends me a push notification of like, hey, this place is, is new near you. Yeah. And, I'm- and, I- and I tried out and I- I've gone to a bunch of places I love because of good reviews or, or shit like that because of social media, right? Cause like I, my, the guy, I had a guy doing my uh, Instagram for a bit for my business. Um, and he had a couple other clients and he was telling, he was telling me, he talks to restaurants that are like, they're like, what's your Instagram handle? Like what? Mm-hmm. Like they don't even know what it is. Handle? <laughs> yeah. Like they don't even know. Or handle? <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it blows this guy's mind. Cause he's like, how can you even be in business? Yeah. Without like, I, like I'm, I try to make one post a day on my business post on my business Instagram. Um, at Shrug Dog. Um, but it's like how, people don't even have it. Like restaurants don't even have Because like I look, when I, like I go to breweries a lot and a lot of them are like closed Monday, Tuesday and stuff because they're, you know, small team and everything. Yeah. I, I don't even Google it. I go on Instagram to see if they're open. Yeah. Right? Because I'm like, well, they didn't post today. You know, it's... <laughs> I went to one of my favorite restaurants and... Uh... I just looked on Google to see if they were open. Yeah. Said they were. Showed up. There's a notice on the door that says, closed today due to power outage. Sure. I go on their Instagram story. Two hours earlier, they posted, hey, we're closed for the day. I'm like, damn it. If I would have looked on social media instead of Google, I would have seen that. Yeah. Could have saved my time. And, 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 yeah. Like, so stuff like that, I think is, has brought, you know. Made the world closer. Unequivocally. 
Like, no questions asked. The social media has made, has improved a lot of things. Yeah, we're getting the point where Google's almost so social. Rest in peace, Google Plus, but yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. <laughs> like this post if you use Google Plus. <laughs> um, yeah, they have winners and losers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they've, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, we, is your biggest detriment, you think, to social media as the whole is pretty much self-esteem and that kind of culture? I think the biggest detriment of it is it giving you a false um, false feedback loop. Okay. Meaning? Where, you know, when you do something in life, you get a response from it, and you kind of you gauge responses, you gauge what happens, and you make decisions on your life based on that, right? Yeah. You know, you try a new job. If it works, you get good feedback, you, you move on anything and I think if you have the feedback loop of social media uh, people can place too much value on it but it's also in many cases a very raw and almost brutally honest overly brutally honest way of people responding to you your image or your content so I mean good some good some bad with it but I think in the context of dating apps in general I think it can hurt people that are not in a good place for it. And I think it can also be great for people that are using it for what it's intended for. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's like, I don't know, now that beer number two is hitting, um, I'm, I'm kind of back to the tool analogy. Yeah. It's good if you use it, destructive if you use it wrong. Yeah. But you're probably under the opinion that um, the average person uses wrong incorrectly? The problem is I don't think people so much use social media as they get on it because everyone is and everyone does. So the result of it probably is just amplifying what's already happening inside that person. Yeah. It's like Using social media is not really a choice anymore. Yeah. Especially as an entrepreneur. Which Respe- we've, especially, yeah. We've discussed a fair different way, number of ways, right? So if it's not a choice and it's not going well or you don't know how to use it effectively, yeah, that's not a great result. So either you resign to the fact that you're just like, I'm not good on this thing or I'm not good. That's interesting. There's those two different people. I'm not good on this social media platform, or I'm not good. Some people can't split those. Because people would base their efficiency of, like, if I don't get a lot of likes on Instagram, that means people in real life don't like me. That kind of right. mentality, right? It doesn't even have to go that far. Yeah. It's everyone does Instagram. It's important to everyone, and I'm not good at it. Yeah. So, therefore, I am not good. Right. Interesting. It's not, yeah, it's not super optional at this point. Yeah, but how do you, okay, if it's not super optional and it's not going away anytime soon, how do you fix that then? Become better. (laughs) Do you think, and this this is kind of a crazy question, but think about it. Like, it's going to sound stupid. Do you think that 
you know, in 2050, you're going to have to have public school classes talking about, you know, hey, Instagram likes aren't, you know, whatever. Like, I think it'll be sooner than that. Sure, but do, do you think do you think stuff like that's going to happen where they have to? Yes. Like, yeah, definitely. Interesting. I. So if it's something that people don't feel is optional, what do you think the obligation is that? Now you're talking about a private company yeah. that seems to have a public obligation. Facebook we're talking about. Or Instagram well, or Twitter Instagram. or LinkedIn. Sure. LinkedIn, not so much. Um, let's say, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, for example. Yeah. Now they're a private company with a seemingly general public responsibility. Yeah. That sounds painful as hell. Yeah. As that CEO. Yeah. It'd be like an entrepreneur trying to become a public company CEO. That's like, that's two different, it's two different lifestyles. It's yeah. two different people. It's two different businesses. It's two different ecosystems. Yeah. So first of all, why all tech entrepreneurs rushing to go public? Second of all, <laughs> likes on Instagram getting abolished. I mean, it's been that way in Canada for our, couple of months now. Yeah. Yeah, like you Honestly, can't you can't see other people's likes. You just see this person and others. Yeah. And you could like scroll You can scroll if you wanted to, you could count all the likes, but you can't see a like number. Yeah. Um anything over a hundred you couldn't realistically count. Yeah. Or, or really understand. So I'm sure there's a bot that can do it, but yeah. Yeah, it it's it's kind of leveling the playing field, but I, I like it because I used to look at the picture, look at the likes, look at the picture, look at the likes, look at the picture, look at the likes. Yeah. Now I just look at the picture. Yeah, which is, I think, the intent. And I like that. They were rolling it out in America as well? They're talking about it. Um, I like it. I, I hated it when I heard about it because I thought they were just getting rid of the, like, the counting feature. And I'm like, well, how do I know if my business posts are engaging then? Right. Um, but you can, like, for, you can still look as the person who uploaded the picture. You can go on Instagram. You can still look. You can see them. Right, which is fine. But nobody else can your, see them. And your you peers can, can't see them. Pe yeah, and, no, and you can't see other people's. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 like the, I like the update. I think it's... Uh, I like it because it, let, it forces you to focus on the content which rather is, than the status of the content. Yes, because, like, the whole... What was the thing that uh, they tried to get the most retweets of all time? Uh, it was dumb. It was like an egg. It yeah, an it egg. was an egg, yeah. I think, yeah. And they tried... And they, I think they did it. They got the likes. I think it was likes as well on Instagram. Yeah, it was like the most liked picture on Instagram was was just this egg, and they did it to subjugate the idea that likes are important. Right. That was kind of the idea, or that's what I got from it. At least, yes. Was the social commentary they were trying to? They're like, well, you know, you're not going to be as liked as this egg, like you know. Um. So the social responsibility of private companies that become successful. Yeah. That's. What do you think about uh, be right. like presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren saying she wants to like break up Facebook? Um, I don't think there's much benefit in government meddling in it because if the private company can't figure it out, I don't think the government. <laughs> government can. I agree. Just say. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the implication? While well, we're talking about American politics, what do you think about the implication of like Russian bots swaying the election by taking Russian bots? Writing fire memes, yeah, that destroying makes... one particular <laughs> candidate, and they're such good memes they go viral and influence voter uh, voter decisions. Yeah, honestly, you're in it. 
I think it's, <laughs> I, I agree with that. I think, I think if people are dumb enough to be swayed, because I, I literally saw like the headline. It's, it's, it's because freaking out about it. They're like these Russians are interfering in the elections. I'm like, okay, how? Yeah. Like, did they hack these machines? Like, how are they doing this? And it's like, well, they're making Facebook groups that are anti Clinton. I'm like, what does that mean? Anybody <laughs> like, can do that. Anyone, like, why is that influencing you enough? Yeah. To change that was that was dumb, but uh, you know, there's that's another um, you know side of uh, social media is that politics um, gotten you know closer to the really person. complicated. Yeah, but I think that like millennials now are more educated on politics than they ever have been because right. of social media. What do you think is correct education or miseducation? So there's something called an echo chamber where. If all I do on Facebook is like pages that I agree with, then my entire feed is going to be stuff I agree with. Yes. And I've never shown... Because, like, I personally, I'm pretty libertarian, so I don't really agree with far-right or far-left, but I like both far-left and far-right pages because I want to see stuff I disagree with. So you have a fairly neutral echo chamber. To stimulate my, my brain. Right. And, and I troll both of them, but... I, I want to see stuff I disagree with because I don't want to just be in this, like, you know, it happens a lot in, in rural places where you everyone's the same and everyone is the same thing, and you get so, you don't know any different, right? Right. But Because if I see, you know, for example, if I, if I just, all I like is pages that say Justin Trudeau is a terrible prime minister and should be impeached and, and, what, and arrested and whatever, if that's all I like, then... You know, that becomes my reality, is everybody it's hates a, Justin Trudeau. Back to the feedback loop thing. Yeah. You create, you can create incredible feedback loops where you get continuously validated, you know, accurate news or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be like, I love reading articles. You see clickbaity article, you read it. The first sentence says something that leads towards a clickbait thing, but the conclusion of the article is we actually don't know anything about anything at yeah. all whatsoever, and yeah. we may or may not know this or not. I don't know the statistic, but it's high because you can track link clicks. Yeah, it's high the amount of people that share articles without reading them. Yes, right? they share headlines. Yeah. I remember, I, I read an article on it, I can't remember the statistic, but, because you can see who actually clicked in your link, yeah. and then you go farther, you can see, like, I can see how long someone spends on my website. So do you think Facebook should be accountable to notify people of the accuracy of the headline? They have been. They have been, right. They, they it's have the truth, it now. The truth checker or whatever. Yeah, under, under the fact checker or whatever, under the article it says, this is fake news or whatever. Um, I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of memes that are just fucking false. That are just like it's. I don't. You ever the the one that comes to mind is that really long one. That's like, you know, an immigrant family gets four thousand dollars a month from the Canadian government. Right. And a, and a pensioner gets nineteen hundred dollars or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And it's just wrong. Like that's just not true. And but that's like one of the most. I see it everywhere. These boomers sharing it, thinking it's like. Like, oh, that sounds like something that I could get behind and mad about. Yeah, it's but it's just not true, right? And there's a ton of those, like, you know, memes. It's like, well, why are we giving this, you know, person, Muslim, this welfare? Why are they just on welfare? They're, it's like, 
they're, they're not citizens, they're not getting welfare, right? So how long until high school has a class on memes? How long? I think colleges already do. <laughs> um, my, uh, my cousin's in, in marketing right now at uh, University of Manitoba, I think, of them, whatever, at a university. And um, they literally talk about, like, the effectiveness of memes in, in marketing and stuff. Like, it's a thing. And fast forward, or sorry, rewind to when we first met and you were talking about hiring a marketing guy that would make memes for you. He still has admin privileges on my website. And I thought that was the worst. I, I'm like, that is so stupid, Willows. But, you know, fast track two years ahead, three years ahead, it's like, if you made fantastic memes about your business or about your industry or, or about whatever it is that you sell, you might get some pretty significant attention. I, I do, and I have. Yeah. Uh, some of the memes I've made, I basically just put my logo on, like my logo is a doctor, right? It's a shrugging doctor, so I took, take the doctor's face and put it on memes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I've done one that like the, the whole you know the the swerving the car into an exit meme yeah, yeah. where it's like other ones I haven't tried it's like more <laughs> more shrugging doctrine it's just swerving into that and st- like stuff like that that gets a lot of attention yeah it does like I get yeah I like it significant likes I can I can enjoy that and relate to that much more quickly than a fucking ad exactly yeah and so I I, I think I think we could probably both agree that that social media for businesses specifically is not only great, but necessary almost. So now we wind back to, if you're meme literate, you can be a marketer. <laughs> but I think, what do you think the percentage of, of, of millennials and Gen Z that are meme literate? Probably 100%. Right, meme literate to creative is different, different factor, right? Yeah. Because the average, like, there, you know, there's memes that are like six memes deep. Like, you have to understand two other obscure memes to understand this meme, like, you know what I mean? Like, you ever see those? Yeah, you send me that shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, I love it, because I am deep in the, in the meme. <laughs> uh, but I think stuff like that is 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 integral of business now. Yeah. Maybe not memes specifically, but understanding social media, I think absolutely integral. This is making me realize that we're so different in business. Me and you? Yeah. You're in wine. It's it's a brand contest. It's a popularity contest in a major way. Wine is a it's a brand contest. It's a popularity contest in a major way. And I'm in I'm in real estate. Yeah. And on one side of our business, it's entirely brand driven, and it's all about vanity, right? what people want to be a part of and that'd be the, the investor side yeah like the property brothers franchise fantastic franchise things like that right we want to become that you know new sexy rehab kings like look at this house we fixed this house it looked like this it was disgusting and now it looks like this and now there's a happy family hgtv bullshit yeah people love it i love it and on the flip side the way we actually make our money is completely unsexy you know, we we deal with tenants on a day-to-day basis. We deal with title companies. We deal with people that are bankrupt and have to sell their homes. Uh, we deal with the banks, mortgage brokers, insurance brokers, contractors, people that are constantly trying to fuck you up and steal your money at every turn. 
Like that's the reality of the business. The optics are one thing. But then that's you knowing what to market. Right. right? But, and it's like I really enjoy that business because you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be forward or attractive, or you know, current to make money. I like just making money. Mm-hmm. And in your business, it's like. I like the optics though. Right. You I like brand. Enjoy that part. I like being the center of attention. Right. Right. Stuff like that. And I'd rather just make money. Yeah. So we have different styles and same personality types, right? Yeah. Different approaches to the same problem. Which I think I said that a long time ago. That like I, I there's a wall in my in my winery that's all the news articles I've ever been featured in, and I put that up because that's like in lieu of paying myself because I didn't pay myself, you know, the first two years of my business. That was like me getting paid. I love that. Like the attention. Like I'm like I could go out of business right now. They can never take that away from me. When you Google me, it's pages of me, of articles I've been in, right? That, in my mind, is like I've been paid. I've been rewarded. So what do you think initiated that? What do you mean? That mentality? Yeah. I don't know. There's probably a pivotal point. One thing you did, I'm sure this would probably take a lot of therapy and or LSD (laughs) to find. Um, There's probably a pivotal point where you put something out into the world and you were rewarded by it, and you saw real world um, implications. Real world, yeah, implications and rewards and satisfaction from that. Yeah. And you had success. And in that same sort of pivotal moment, um, I got the adverse result. Therefore, okay. I'm less attracted to the idea. That's interesting. So we have the same personality, same tendencies, but I'm. I have an adverse re- reaction to uh, popularity yeah. while you have a positive reaction. Yeah. Well, cause I'm pretty much under the impression, like I, I believe in like all press is good press right. and stuff like that. Like, and I agree with all those things. Like I'd rather have like, I like, <coughs> not that I like it, but like when people like cyber bully me or, or talk shit about my brand or whatever, I'm like, well, at least they're talking about me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it's, it's it's probably something obscure, like that one afternoon your dad said no to playing catch with you in the yard. Yeah. And it affected your relationships for the rest of your life. Like, it's yeah, probably I, in that case. I, I can't think of anything that comes to my head. No, because it's probably, um, it's probably meaningless. Yeah, I've always been like that as far as I can remember. Um, I've liked attention. And, like, I, like I, I'm big into film, um, which is why I edit all these. Um and I used to uh, I used to make movies when I was a toddler. On um, my parents had this big VHS camcorder, and I would edit by having two VCRs and like stopping and starting and re-recording and stuff and like it's you know loud. like before computers. This is in you know 1999 2000. I was like filming videos, movies with my toys and me as an actor and stuff like that. Like you know. And then I would show them for all my family and friends and stuff. And like that, I, even when I was young, like that young, I loved to do that shit. Right. So, you know, and, and this, I think is just probably a, um, I'm just thinking as you're going through this, that, you know, let's say in the next 10, 15 years, you go to a, to a psychiatrist or a psychologist or therapist or whatever you want to call it, I'm just butchering the profession, oops, um, 
And the first thing they do is they'll ask for all your social media and they'll just plow through it and go back to like when you were seven. <laughs> trying to find you. When you first got Facebook. Yeah. And they maybe they have like a maybe they have a bot for this. And they're like, Oh, this went poorly for you. Oh, this happened here. And then they go into the first session with all these hot buttons. <laughs> and you don't even have to tell them about your life. They fucking know. Because that was the first like, session. Give them, like, because there's all these permissions and layers of security. Yeah. Imagine if you could just give your therapist access to, your access life, to yeah. that. And they had a way to use that data in a certain way. Oh, man. I'd probably have my problems solved by now. Because that was the first session I ever had with my therapist. He said, just tell me about your life. Right. I said, I don't know where to start. He's like, where you think is valuable, that's going to tell me a lot. Right. They always say that. Just go. But if you had like an AI. That already knew. Yeah. That would be so ripped to that profession. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we just have a bot that gives me therapy now. So uh... honestly, it's like, honestly, it's, like uh, it's like the movie. <laughs> it like churns <laughs> your problems based on your social media and prints you out a uh, a result. It's like you need to change this because of this trauma, and we <laughs> analyze and you, that. And you like check on a multiple choice list what kind of person you want to become. Yeah. Because it's such an expert <laughs> at manipulating human behavior, can make you into anything that you want. So it's like genetic engineering. Post birth, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I mean we're we're close. Yeah, I mean yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's like the, I was thinking the movie Her, where you have uh, this incredibly intelligent AI just directly plugged into your ear, and everybody has this relationship with this thing that's artificial. Yeah, it's like that's not too many steps far beyond social media. Yeah. Because now we consider valid the opinions and things and results we get from social media. Those are valid. Those are real. You know, that's not that far removed from a computer giving us that signal versus a human being. Yeah. So that's that's wild. Yeah. Do you think people aliens, man, conscious or not, act differently on social media than they do in real life? Yeah, absolutely. I think so, too. Everyone acts different in front of their parents versus their friends. It's no different. That's a good analogy. Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, I don't talk like this in front of my grandmother. Well, I get, like, yeah. She, well, I, she just listened to podcasts. You no, know, I, I get people online that would that <laughs> say shit to me that would never say it in real life. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, um, classic. Oh, I'll fuck your mother and kill your family. Yeah. And it's like. They wouldn't even look at you straight in the face yeah. if you saw them. Keyboard warrior, they Keyboard call that. Keyboard warriors, yeah. exactly. Um, so do you? Th but do you think that that? Like I know people. I guess I don't know them personally, but I know them, you know, online that are like the 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 the, the admin of a of a group that has a hundred thousand members, mm -hmm. and they have like an inflated sense of oh, worth. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you do. think that translates to real life though? Do you think that they're because like, well, I'm the shit online, so then they have higher self-esteem in real life? Probably. Which is interesting, right? I just know that trying to date a girl with 100,000 followers yeah. is really hard. <laughs> it's, it's damn near impossible. You're as disposable as... Unless you have 100,000 You have 101,000 It's a status competition, right? Yeah. Which, do you think that's... But do you think that's changed in human behavior? No. 
Yeah, it's no different than money. It's just shifted from, you know, who has the biggest hut and rocks status to money to but social money, media, right? But like, money equals status. You can make okay, yeah. you can make up for poverty with status. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the you know getting accepted by the tribe. Yeah. You know, short of being rejected by the tribe, ending up in the woods, starving and dying, is, you know, remaining in the tribe, decreasing in status, ending up with a shittier job, you know, the less desirable mate, and less desirable life. And you become, you know, a lower part of society. That used to become a lot more important than it is now. Well, yeah, of course. And that, that programming, you know, over 6,000 years it's been that way. We spent 200 years in a modern society. You're kidding yourself if you don't think it's important. So, but then we've spent 10 on social media. Right. So, yeah, likes, status. Same thing. It is the same thing. So... Now drunk enough to get into tribal acceptance of human beings and animal behavior. He's had like two beers. It's not. I know. It's 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 really really sad. Um, Take a ninety pound white <laughs> white man and don't feed him all day and then give him two beers. This is what happened. Ninety seven. Thank you. You're really ninety seven pounds. No. Okay, I was gonna say Jesus Christ. No, I'm at least three digits. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So now that we've wound all the way back to animal and tribal behavior of human beings historically, which is about as irrelevant as you can get to social media. Um, yeah, but the, I, the... Does it matter or is it important or not? I think based on thinking about that, which is where I always default to, human nature. Yeah. When I say human nature is like the animal nature of a human. Yeah. Um, I think social media is important because status is and always has been important. Well, because even before money, like even before, there was always a measure. There was always a measure, yeah. So, and I, I think pre-currency, it was probably based more on strength, physical strength, than it was. Yeah. Um, oh, it absolutely was. Yeah. The tribes were led by the strong. Yeah. Now the tribes are led by the rich. Yeah. So next is the tribes are led by the popular. That's interesting. So look really out interesting. Look out politicians because Jay Z's about to be president. Yeah. Well look at Donald Trump even. Right? <laughs> exactly. Donald it's Trump. the first of many. And and I guess yeah, Donald Trump is the so he's the bridge. Between rich and popular, that that's exactly what I was going to say. Because soon we may have a president or a prime minister or whoever who's poor but popular. Yes. Right. Yes. Someone who has ten million followers on Instagram and gets those ten million people out and votes for them and wins. But these days, that guy's rich. Yes. <laughs> well, I, what I'm saying, you know, you, well, you know what I'm saying. Like, yes. You know, there's. Popular first, rich. Trump just rich happened then. to be rich. Rich because popular. Because Trump was pretty much got popular because he was rich, essentially. And he just had the brashness and audacity to float. Personality yeah. notwithstanding, though. Right. Right. It, like how some, many billionaires go in WWE? Not many. Yeah, but how many how many people with Trump's personality are there that aren't famous? Lots. 
right? Yeah, plenty. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, that's gonna be that's gonna be wild. What politics? <laughs> well, I you know people are like, especially if voting goes you online. Know, and I'm I, I'm not necessarily like I don't probably wouldn't have voted for Donald Trump if I was American. Um, I like that he's president. Um, it's good for my business. I like the Very memes. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think it's like, it's good to shake up politics every so often. Like, it's, it's nice to have him in that's not a politician. Just And like, you know. He doesn't hold any accountability to the political system. His policy is notwithstanding. I'm not going to get into it. I don't really care. I think it's, I like it for America. It's what America deserves right now. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. They, Whether you like them or not, they got it. They deserve it. It's you got it. What you deserve. And I, I will go on the record. I, I think he's going to win his second term. Yeah, I think that's he's going to win. Um, anyway, but that notwithstanding, I think, um, yeah, it's interesting because then you hear leftist people that say Oprah Winfrey should run. Oh, that would be you know, and and that would and, be nuts. And, and win to take it away from Donald Trump, and and then you hear, like, you know, in my mind, I'm going like, okay, so the the reality TV star who you hate as president, you think another reality TV star should come in, you know, it's like, yeah, and you know, I think there's like there's a percentage of you know people, and and there's a percentage of your consciousness that that kind of pulls back at the very end when you're in the voting booth, and you're like man, I love this guy. I think he'd be great as president. And then at some point you're like, oh my goodness, is this person qualified? Well, but that that threshold is lowered enough to allow someone like Trump in. Yeah. It's going to lower further. Yeah, oh, it's going to keep going down. Where, where the likes and appreciation and admiration outweighs the person's ability to do the job. Joe Rogan always says uh, it's a popularity contest to see who controls the nukes. Yeah. Right? Um, Joe Rogan, and the president has a lot more power than the Prime Minister of Canada does, for instance. Um, a commander of four subs and three Blackhawks. What's and three of the subs are in Saskatchewan? Yeah, yeah. The museum. Yeah, in a museum. Yeah, it's but so like we have you know but it's just interesting that social media has been able to prop so like I think social media won Trump the election. Probably. Because the media was entirely against him. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. That All made social media. more excited about him. And more, there's more, the thing about social media that's unarguable is that there's more eyes on everything. Yeah. Every single thing that goes on in, in, the, in the world, there's more eyes on it because of social media. The more scandalous, the better. Yeah, but two billion people on fucking Facebook are looking at what's happening, you know, in Turkey with the Kurds right now. People that wouldn't care and wouldn't see it now see it because shit, people they follow post it. Stuff like that. The scary part is whoever's controlling that content could redirect your attention any way they like. But that, that's no difference than the media being able to do that. Right. Right. But what I like about social media, for instance, is that people with no political affiliation and people with no, um, no one you know, paying them in the back to draw, to force your attention one way, are able to get people's attention and, and talk about whatever. I think the only thing that's dangerous about that is people already assume that media is bought and paid for by the rich and wealthy. But they don't think Instagram influencers are. Right. 
they mistakenly think that the fact is not the same about the other two, but they are well, absolutely private companies. But Instagram influencers have now become, you know, what they've become is, is different than even three years ago. You know, they are, they can literally be media outlets. Look at, um, look at like Vice News. Right. Or even like... Barstool Sports. <laughs> Barstool Sports. That's There's the other, like no on the sports other side. on that channel. On I'm the so other, confused. Yeah, on the other side. That, the owner too was like... Just recently, got in hot water because he was, uh, he was like, if you join, if you, if my employees unionize, I'm firing all of them, <laughs> stuff like that. And then they, they called him out on it. He doubled down. He's like, well, fuck you. <laughs> like, you, it was Google that barstool sports owner unionized. It's a really good read. It's so funny. Um, yeah, but like shit like that, where like literally, insert well, and even like now this or the other ninety eight percent or like these Facebook and Instagram pages are becoming, like, legit BuzzFeed. Yeah. Right? They're becoming... Oh, Jerry. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they're becoming, like, legitimate sources of news. Yeah. Not, not only news, but, like, you know, stuff like that. And they have no accountability to anybody. They can post whatever they want. But that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So, and, I'm, and I'm for that in a libertarian sense, but then I'm also, like, they're posting fake things all the time. You know, and they have no accountability. Because, like, the news kind of has an accountability just because they're held to professional standards. But no one's, you know, taking a lawsuit against an Instagram account for having false information. They're like, well, they're idiots anyway. Like, why would you, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah, but is that coming? Well, you know, I think as, like, Instagram influencers or anything, pages, whatever, become, they're becoming legitimate media organizations. Yeah. Right? And, and they're they're, com- they're exercising the First Amendment or whatever the fuck it is that's free speech. Yeah, but they're 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 companies with employees and and profits and money. profits and money and everything, right? They like they're no longer just some random guy, you know, post ranting about politics on on Instagram kind of thing, right? Like it's there's organizations. Yeah. All right. But that's no different than the news. Yeah, but I think it's just evolving. I listened to an interesting podcast called Business Wars. Sure. Plug. Um, Sponsor us. It was Pulitzer versus Hertz. Okay. Hurst. Hurst, I think. With a Z. Something like that. Yeah. Um, they were like kind of the two superpowers, and you'll know who won by the fact that you only know one of those names. But they were competing newspapers, and they were kind of like the battle between those two newspapers, what's is what basically created modern media. Yeah. Of, you know, you know, the extra extra, here's the today's news, or they put on an extra article in the afternoon because something happened since morning. Yeah. Like that happened because of their competitiveness and they had no accountability except to the number of copies they sold. Yeah. Well that's why tabloids so, exist. Right. So since the birth of the newspaper, since humans, you know, got their They've been trying to get outrage clicks. Right. 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 <laughs> By printing a shitty headline, getting yeah. people to buy your paper. Yeah. Click, click, yeah. and outrage clicks has been around as long as Pulitzer. Yeah. So fucking ruminate on that, and take that problem to Facebook. That's why I'm. Thi- that's why I'm saying, nothing's changed. No. Exactly. Like fundamentally, humans will get the same result out of everything. Fundamentally, everything that already happened moved to social media, but it was already happening. Yeah. Like so, yeah. The difference is now we can have conversations around those articles rather than just reading them. Yeah, yeah, which is cool, right? Yeah. 
like the the although I don't think it's that effective, I don't think uh, the comment section of a you know Vice article <laughs> is very productive. Like I don't think anyone's like no one gets in those debates to change their mind. They're already entrenched in what yeah. they think, and or they're for they're like you just a troll. Why? So what I do? It's like I show up to a meeting fifteen minutes early, and I sit in my car and I comment on some like right wing article, some left thing, or or vice versa. I comment on some left wing article, some right thing, and just let people argue with me. And then when my meeting happens, like two minutes before, I just mute the conversation and let them yell at each other and. Yeah, <laughs> like I do that for fun. <laughs> so, but I had, a, I had a guy, guy who works for a brewery here. He told me the other day we we were at an event together. He's like, "Man, your stuff always pops up in my Facebook feed because I'm on Facebook." He's like, "Your shit always pops up on my Facebook feed. Love it. Keep doing it. <laughs> like, I love all the all the ridiculous things because like I always call, comment like taxation is theft on yeah on stuff and like and that and that's that's a statement that both the right and the left usually gets mad at me for and like, you know, stuff like that where, you know, but, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's one, but, okay, that's one but, thing that everyone gets mad at me for. <laughs> Taxation is that it just, it, well, more accurately it's extortion because it's stealing from you with, with threat of force. Right. Anyway, but, uh, I, me doing that, like my five years ago, myself would have been like, Oh, you know, I'm wasting my time. I need more, you know, with friends in MLM that was reading, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, I'm like, whoa, I can't do that. I got to be disciplined. I got to not. But it's like the the little enjoyment I get from just getting people outraged on Facebook. You know, the, why, why do you think you enjoy that so much? I don't know. People are dumb. <laughs> why is that entertaining? Why is, why that is entertaining? AFB entertaining? Well, yeah, well, exactly. YouTube. Yeah, why is anything entertaining? Yeah, people getting punched in the balls. Like, yeah, why is that? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's, cool. um, it's classic entertainment. Exactly. <laughs> um, well. So in conclusion, we're in agreement. <laughs> in conclusion, you think you 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 think social media is pretty... Okay, like you... The status of the let's, let's say you could stop... You could flick a switch. <laughs> you could flick a switch and turn off social media... And it would never come back. And in five years, people would be like, yeah, I guess this is, it was just a fad. It went away. Would you do that? Do you think it's a good thing? Like, I don't think it changes anything. Yeah. That's my first response. Okay. It's like throwing a rock in a river. Are yeah. you going to divert the current? Technically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but did you? No. Because, like, I think, and I think, talking to you now, I think you probably think the same thing. This is just the current iteration. Of the same thing. Of the same thing. Of human life. Correct. Stop so, writing it. <laughs> stop, yeah, so, but I think you started this podcast by saying it was probably bad. Correct. Oh. So that means. I changed my mind last episode, I think. Right, can, so that means a little bit of beer removes <laughs> the. Bias, maybe? Removes the bias, perhaps removes the fears, weaknesses, whatever you want to call it. Um, perhaps some emotions that have tied around social media. Perhaps it's all tied to Tinder. <laughs> maybe you haven't got enough, maybe you haven't got enough matches on Tinder and you're pissed off and you See, think we should all delete our social media. Shout out, fall. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've ne- I've never had luck on those platforms, and, <laughs> and ironically, keep trying. It's um, 
no, it, it could be something. I don't know. But, yeah. you know, you lower your barriers and you, and you change your mind. So, in conclusion, I'm in agreement. Interesting. Interesting. I am... Thank beer, as they say. I am also in agreement drunk. I think with, that... With yourself initially? Yeah, no, I know. I guess you didn't flip-flop. I haven't changed my mind. I, I'm, I think it's productive... Um, for the average person, I think it's productive for a business owner, and I think it's ne- necessary for a business. Um, I think the levels of of um, connection we get with people, the ability for me to talk to people five thousand miles away, you know, in, a, in an instant. Yeah. Uh, the ability for me to illustrate my life and my journey, um, document, I think is important too. Yeah. So. So take care of and be good at the things that matter. I think there's, I think there's nothing inherently negative about the platform. I think people use it negatively. Always. But that's with anything. People are going to use it negatively. I think we're going to end there. Um, thanks for uh, watching or listening. Uh, this has been Alcohol Beyond This Point. This is episode three, I think. Um, <laughs> this is episode three, right? Yeah. Um, talking about social media. Um, that was interesting. I'm glad you uh, flip flop. That's uh, that's funny. It's always good to win. Yeah, I <laughs> I won the debate. Um, yeah, uh, follow us. Uh, we have a Facebook page. I'll call beyond this point. Um, you can follow me on uh, anything. Boat Willows V O T E W I L O W S. And uh, I don't know what Tower Tower doesn't. Tower doesn't doesn't use social media. He doesn't think it's valuable. No, no. Follow me, Tyler Bergen, on Facebook at Tyler Bergen D B P on Instagram. That's it. And, uh, yeah. Cheers, I guess. I guess we're saying cheers. This is awkward. Yeah.